This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. If you've been listening for a while, then you know we are huge fans of Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female-founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas, Chicago, and Los Angeles, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Supergoop, and more. You can save 20% at the Milk and Honey online boutique with code CWPODCAST. And from now through the end of the year, Milk and Honey has offered some exclusive specials for Courageous Wellness listeners to use at their spa locations. For any new or existing spa customers, you can save 20% on any spa service with code CWPODCAST. And as a special holiday treat, from now through the end of the year at Milk and Honey Brentwood or Milk and Honey Culver City, you can bring a friend to the spa and you'll both take 50% off your spa service at Milk and Honey with code CWBESTIE. You can find the link to book at the spa, shop online, and all the codes in our show notes on our Instagram link tree or website. CW Bestie saves 50% for you and a friend at the Los Angeles spa locations and CW podcast saves 20% online and at the spa for new and, and existing spa customers on any treatment through the end of the year. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our Courageous Wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a wonderful episode this week uh, featuring Danica Breisha. She's back for a second time on the show. And we'll get to a formal intro for her in just a couple minutes, but we are going to do our usual weekly updates. And we actually have a really exciting update to start with, which mm -hmm. is especially for our Los Angeles and Southern California-based listeners. As you know, we've had a relationship with Milk and Honey um, the online boutique and the spas for quite a while. And they have two Los Angeles locations, Culver City and Brentwood. And between now and the year, we are offering a special 
promo um, with the code CWBESTIES, you can bring a friend to the spa and you would both get 50% off your services. So we're really excited. We're going to go use it. Uh, Bring all your LA friends or your partners. And um, it applies to any of the spa services. Their massages are amazing. Amazing. We offer something called the CW retreat there, which is a 60 minute Swedish massage with dry brushing as well. So there's lots of options, but yes, this is going to run through the end of the year. CW bestie. Um, we're excited and we hope you are too and go utilize it. It's a great, yes. it'll be a great, um, holiday treat. And you could also do, um, gift certificates. Mm-hmm. It's cause our 20% code stays the same too. So for online boutiques and all the spas, you can always save 20% with code CW podcast. And they're also running a promo for new and returning spa guests. So if you, if you want a spa day alone in human design, Ali, I'm a two five projector and the two is the hermit. So I'm like, if you want to be alone (laughs) and you don't want to take your bestie, you can save 20% if you're a returning spa guest too. Yes. Any spa treatment. So there's lots of code CW podcast. Yeah. And so there's lots of goodies and, um, that's all in our show notes, our link tree, our website. Um, but yeah, a gift certificate makes a great, great holiday gift, holiday gift. And it's a wonderful spa. And we love the both LA locations, but if you're in Texas or Chicago, there's some spas there too. So check them out. And Yeah. yeah. So before we get to Danica's episode, we always do weekly updates and I'm really excited for mine. Clearly you can hear, I can't wait to share. Um, my big weekly update is at the day of recording midnights by Taylor Swift has been released and it's, it's everything. I don't know if we have, I, we must have some Swifties who listen (laughs) 30 something year old Swifties like myself. (laughs) Um, but it was a really, I'm, I'm loving the album. I loved the anti-hero music video. We got a double album, Allie. I know this means nothing to Allie. She is not a Swifty, but, um, we got an album at midnight or nine, it was 9 PM. That's so 9 PM Pacific time. We got an album. And then when I woke up this morning, she had released a double album. She had released seven more songs. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. I'll be listening to it all day. It's my update. It's my wellness. Up. It's, it's, it's my wellness update is I'll be listening to Taylor Swift all weekend long. And the album is fabulous. And I loved it. It's really funny, you guys, because as much as Erica is enthusiastic about this, I'm sort of, I don't like, as we say at Courageous Wellness, we don't want to yuck anyone's yums, but I, I finally had to say to her, like, is there someone else that you can really bond with about this? Because I'm not the girl. <laughs> but she's like, oh yeah, I have a million text chains with other friends. I was like, okay, great. Because I felt so bad. I was like, I, it's, I, it's not your thing. It's, it's the opposite of my thing. And I'll just leave it at that. But go all of you. And I, you know what, I'm a musician and a music lover. So any, I appreciate people finding their people. Their love. Yeah. I, um, I told Allie, I was like, cause I do, um, my brother's partner and her best friend and I are all in a group chat and we're like live. We were live listening via text message at 9 PM. And, um, I have two other friends who are also very into Taylor Swift, but, um, I told Allie, it's like, I was like, it's like a cat, you know, how like cats always find the person who's not a cat person and will like <laughs> curl up around. I'm like, that's me with you with Taylor Swift. I will just text her TikToks and things. And I'm like, know. I don't understand any of it. I don't like, I don't, I literally don't. 
I know. I I'm like, don't like I'm listening like to her. <laughs> so, it's um, so it's so funny. I but I really will still funny. continue to spam you with Taylor it's our, Swift content. It's our opposite. It's our opposites. You know, like I'm I'm literally wearing colors. a Taylor Swift sweatshirt to record this because I'm so excited about Midnight's. It's so, really funny. Teeny bopper me. But um, so that's one of our updates. We also had a lovely, if you follow us on Instagram, Allie and I had a work retreat day in Santa Barbara, oh, so which was nice. lovely. Yes, it was a beautiful day. It was very warm when we were there, um, but it's just so peaceful there. And we worked outside and we sat and we enjoyed the ocean and um we got to meet our wonderful, we've had an intern with us all summer, Malia, who has been great and started our TikTok for us, started actually using our TikTok for us. And um, she is up there. So we got to have a wonderful coffee date with her in person. And it's just nice to um, connect in real life with folks. So um, anyway, that was, that's sort of our weekly update, but we have a great episode to get to. And, and like I said, we've, We've been friendly with Danica for a long time. She was on the show in, in the early days back in 2019. So it was so wonderful uh, to have her back this week. Yeah. So we really, we really hope you enjoy this episode. And um, yeah, we can. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So uh, Danica Brescia is a wellness entrepreneur, body positive fashion model signed with IMG models. She is a self-care and lifestyle design expert and a new mom. While leading her three companies, the Self-Care Society, Model Meals, and Danica Brescia Inc., and modeling for brands like Bare Minerals, Old Navy, and Land's End, she guides others to find the wellness routines that are the foundation for the life that they dream of. In 2021, Danica's healthy meal delivery company, Model Meals, was acquired by the public company Home Bistro Inc. And she remains an active executive and shareholder. Danica has worked with thousands of people to spread wellness and cultivate self-care routines and systems that stick and is passionate about empowering others to come back home to themselves. Through her journey of recovery from disordered eating, food addiction, and body issues, excessive alcohol and drug use, deep debt, and an overall lack of confidence and purpose, Danica uses her own experiences to help others transform and thrive. And in this conversation today, we discuss Danica's evolution, finding the middle way in wellness. We talk about her relationships with food and alcohol and self-care and so much more. We really appreciate Danica for being so open and hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you want to listen to her first episode of the podcast that goes a little deeper into her origin story, you can find that link to that episode in our show notes. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste, a toothpaste like no other. There is nothing more important than fresh breath and dental wellness. We've even done episodes on it. And we are so happy to have Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste as a sponsor of the Courageous Wellness Podcast. Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste is a toothpaste created by a real dentist using nourishing and natural ingredients proven to remineralize tooth enamel to prevent decay. The founder, Dr. Jen, isn't just someone who got an idea and made a toothpaste. She's a highly trained and experienced dental professional. As a mom of three kids and a dentist, she knows how important it is to provide safe, natural, and healthy products for our long-term health and development. 
This is what started her on the quest to find a natural toothpaste that actually works. After not seeing an adequate toothpaste available, she took on the challenge to satisfy this gap. Bringing in her prior experience as an engineer and working alongside chemists, she created the ultimate natural toothpaste using clinically proven ingredients to strengthen teeth. We are huge fans of the Yummy Toothpaste with ingredients that are good for you and the environment. All products are also made from sustainable ingredients and biodegradable materials. If you want to try Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste, you can save 10% with code CWPODCAST, one word at checkout, when you visit www.drjennatural.com. That's www.drjennatural.com. All information can also be found in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. So welcome back, Danica. We're so excited to see you again and have this conversation with you today. Um, it's a real treat. So to kick us off, can you share a little bit about your personal wellness journey and how it led you to where you are today? Oh yeah. Thanks for having me back. I was just saying like, it was 2019. I was looking back at what we talked about back then. And, you know, I don't know, it's just wild. And I'm just so proud of both of you for, you know, being along the journey. I I think it's, I I don't think a lot of people stick to things that they dream up. And, you know, I think it's really awesome. So I want to start with celebrating you both. It's amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Yes. Um, and my wellness journey, well, because we have another episode, I won't go super deep into things, but, um, 
really just like to summarize, I think I've just continually, I've always been into personal, I shouldn't say always, but I've, I've always liked, I think, personal development. And really my wellness journey has just evolved out of challenges I've dealt with myself. And then I have this natural desire to like share solutions when I've been through something hard. And so it's interesting, like in many, you know, I've a few different businesses and all of that, and they've all evolved through my own struggle with whatever the thing is. So just to kind of like reflect from, you know, uh, bird's eye view struggle with my body and food for most of my life. I was on Weight Watchers and then eventually did Atkins and lost weight and got, uh, and then developed an eating disorder. I was severely bulimic and then got into drugs and alcohol abuse and all of that. Um, and then, uh, went after college, I moved to LA uh, I always wanted to model. I thought that if I could just lose a certain amount of weight, I could be a model. Um, and I was just committed to that for so long and it really like hurt my body and I really struggled um, and finally surrendered to that. And was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I was so exhausted of like the chronic weight loss and body battle that I had been in for over a decade. I thought, you know, what if I put this energy into anything else? Um, and when I really surrendered and started like, but like really, being in my body naturally as it was, I had, I actually got approached by some modeling agents and signed with an agency, um, back in 2011, I guess. So over a decade ago. Um, and so I started modeling as a professional model and I've been doing that for the last 10 years. And, um, that brought me out to New York city. And when I moved to New York city, I, um, uh, wanted like a restart. I had been really partying a lot and just not, I, I remember thinking that I had, so much potential. And I had this life that I dreamed of for myself and that I really started believing I deserved, but uh, I wasn't living it. Like it just didn't line up right with my vision for my life and my actions that were supporting that vision. And so I kind of wanted a fresh start since I had moved across the country. I was living by myself. And um, for me, I found the whole 30, like just changed my diet, got sober, started meditating, journaling, like all of the wellness stuff and it, gradually over time. And it just evolved. And, um, you know, I started sharing my journey and people were so responsive and I started sharing the food that I was making and eventually started a meal delivery company called Model Meals out of my apartment, uh, moved back to California, went and got like super in debt, moved in my parents' garage for two years, started, relaunched the company, uh, developed a real um, system for self-care that I found many people were very interested in. I called it a self-care checklist, um, dug myself out of debt, uh, did a lot of work on my binge eating disorder, moved out of my parents' place, met my partner, who's um, also in recovery and very um, vocal in that space, um, eventually grew Model Meals, and uh, it got acquired by a public company in 2021, I believe it was, um, which was really exciting. And then in 2020, I started a company called Self Care Society that was uh, really about bridging the gap between um, knowledge and action. And I learned this from a tour. I got to see you guys on the uh, the, the brunch series tour. We did uh, 66 events in uh, 10 months for women. That was in 2018. Sorry, I'm bouncing around. But what I learned on that tour after working with thousands of women was just like, I could give them all the tools in the world, but if I didn't give them an actual system to integrate it, then they were ending up with more shame and guilt and more things on their list they didn't get to. And so that was really what self-care society was, was a solution to bridge that gap. So launched that in 2020, I've been growing that company. Um, I had a, my first child earlier this year in January. 
Um, and we moved to Las Vegas in 2020. So that's my update. How was that? It was great. <laughs> it's amazing what you can like fit in. Isn't it crazy? Like how you can like wow. <laughs> clip notes a few years like, of your here's life. Here's my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So anybody who hasn't obviously listened to the first episode with Danica, when we were a baby podcast, please go back and listen and we'll link it in these show notes as well. Um, but it's so, it's so interesting, Danica, you sharing kind of the recap of, of some of the things you've been through kind of overall through your, your adulthood, but then in the last few years too, I have to say, hearing you talk about it, even in the context of brunch series and, um, the experiences you've been so uh, transparent about in your own journey with your community. Mm -hmm. I just, I think as, as um, I, I'm kind of reflecting even on our journey in the context of getting to know you and the work that you did from kind of the early phase of courageous wellness. And I just wanted to say thank you because I think you having the transparency with a lot of that is, um, was empowering as far as you're talking about like the action oriented into like what what needs to be done in order to you know pursue some goals or dreams or whatever it might be that we want to create in our lives or the lives that we want to create for ourselves whether that is professional or in our personal lives or just um you know even just time feeling more grounded in our own day-to-day -day, whatever it might be I think the influence you've had in these different phases over time, certainly as I was hearing you recap it, I was like, wow, I think it was a real kind of early inspiration for us too. So, um, oh, thank you. At, at four years old now, uh, and our, uh, having a business that's functioning and growing is, you know, it's, it's helpful when you're in those early days when, you know, I feel like nobody ever really knows what they're doing in the beginning of doing anything, yeah. but to have, um, that kind of follow through like, and, and understanding that not every moment is full of glory where you're, <laughs> you know, like the transparency about, you know, even with model meals in the early days and the debt you were dealing with and living in your parents' garage. And now it's been acquired by a public company. And that's, I mean, it's amazing just in a few years, how, transformative something can be, yeah. but it's hard in those moments <laughs> right? yeah. when, when, when we're like having our own sort of metaphorical garage moments to, to continue to, to get out of our own way sometimes. And, um, anyway, I think you creating this space and I guess this is a good segue to talk a little bit more about self-care society, uh, because you then saw the, through, through your kind of knowledge based on the experience with brunch series, kind of that gap where if, if women or people don't have the tools to follow through, like how, how do we, how do we solve that problem? And, and how did self-care society in, in more detail grow out of that? Yeah. So thank you. Um, that was, thank you. Allie. Uh, so Self-care society, just to explain what it is, it's sort of like a fitness membership, but for your soul, mindset, spirit. So what I noticed when, when I went on tour, I taught people all about how to build a self-care checklist. And it was like, here's how I do monthly challenges. And here's the gratitude portion. Here's, you know, X, Y, Z and all the things. And the self-care checklist has been really powerful for me because it did bridge the gap to a certain extent between knowing what 
helped me and actually doing it. And it, it came out of, you know, I was really struggling with my binge eating disorder. And this is when I was living in my parents' garage. And I, 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 I'm sure maybe I talked about this in our original podcast, but, you know, I just wrote down a few things and I checked them off each day. And I just realized that that small act of accountability um, was really powerful. And I remember in recovery, I was in a lot in Overeaters Anonymous and, and all that. I remember like the whole foundation of it was that um, like, instead of creating a sober life, like just create a sober day, right? Because it's so much more overwhelming to think about creating a sober life. And I think that goes for anything, right? If you want to have a happy life, you just need to look at how do I create a happy day and really take it down to the day. And sometimes you're taking it down to the moment, the hours, the minutes, the choices. So it's like all these tiny little habits. And I knew for a fact that the self-care muscle, the mindset muscle had to be flexed daily the same way you're going to show up and do your online spin class or whatever it is. It was, we needed, we needed a space, like we needed to make that part of the daily practice. And we're still early. I'll tell you this. It's been very challenging for people to understand that self-care and mindset work and personal development work and, and all of that is a daily practice the same way that you, you know, sleep and the same way that you move your body or meditate. And so I think in a lot of ways, maybe not in this community, right? You guys are used to it, but I think in a lot of ways, it's still way very ahead of its time in terms of being mainstream. I think people are coming on board with meditation or breathing or that sort of thing. Um, but self-care society is, uh, like I said, it's like a, an online um, mental health membership. So the way that it works is we have a variety of different guides and experts like coaches and um, psychologists, and they teach 30 minute live self-care classes. So I'm actually teaching one tonight. If you were to come to my class tonight's 30 minute class and I'll usually guide people through four to five exercises it's very much like journaling based so we'll do a reflection exercise on the day we might lead them through a gratitude exercise we might I might help them with some sort of manifestation or some sort of like releasing to calm their nervous system or something intentional about how they plan their day tomorrow so it's just like these quick snippets of mental emotional mindset work it's it's more playful I would say than like therapy or something like that. It's fun, right? It like helps people dream again. And so um, we have these, this live class schedule and then we have hundreds of these classes in our on-demand library. We have a private community um, and all of that. So it was really for me just, you know, I it was really important for me to have impact. And I've been fortunate to be working in the space as, you know, a as a voice or a public figure or whatever you want to call it for some time. And I just, I, I, a lot of people like, they were like, I'm just struggling to actually implement. Right. And I, and I was like, there's some, there's a gap here when it comes to integration. And that's what I love. Like, I love taking all, like all the dreaming and the, all that and taking it and making it into something. Um, and so that's what this was. It was a way to help people practice self-care in a really accessible way to bring it to the masses so that it wasn't, you know, super expensive. Um, and to do that. And it's just evolved into this beautiful, really fun thing. Yeah. It's so cool. I've been a part of it. I think maybe at one of its early inceptions, like I was a part of you year mm -hmm. and I know, I mean that like, and I did, so I kind of join, I'm, I've, I'm like a self-care society January gal. So I, I was a part of it last year as well. Um, and it's an amazing community and I'm actually still in touch with, um, one woman in particular who I met through your group and like we're friends on social media and friends in text and it's, it's wonderful. So, um, and I, I know some of our guests, like we love, um, 
Amrit Sadna Boyd is a teacher or a, a guest on uh, self-care society and she's incredible. And um, yeah, like this, it's, it's really, it's, it's really an amazing community and, and I feel like refresh. And I think that's why I pop in and out because again, like, um, I've also been working on this muscle. Like you said, it's a workout, right? So it's like, for, for me, it's been such a good refresh when I've come into self-care society as like a reminder to prioritize my self-care, but wow, if like you're saying, if this is something that's foreign to you, or if it's not something that's a part of your day-to-day, this it's, it's something really special. And I do think you're really ahead of your time because it is like a gym membership for your mind, body, spirit, um, in such a different way. And, and your, your self-care checklist, um, is revolutionary and I still use it (laughs) to this day from when I was first introduced to it in 2018, when I was first introduced to you. So, um, yeah, I think, highly recommend just on my part, but I think you did a beautiful job at explaining it. And again, that kind of, um, bridge right between like these ideas that we have and the action we want to take, I think is so interesting and something that a lot of us can relate to. And I'm curious as well. Um, you know, I feel like you're also such a pioneer in, this industry of like transparency, right. That Ali really alluded to. I remember when I first discovered your page, um, you know, there's so much out there on social media now, right. With like, um, you know, body positivity, body acceptance, body love, um, talking about our relationships, sobriety, all of these things. But I feel like you were such a pioneer in this space. And I guess my question is, I wonder how, cause I'd love to talk a little bit, you know, you mentioned, right? Like everything's evolved with you and what you've gone through. And I'm curious too, about your evolution with food. If we can talk about the food space for a second, because, um, something I'm really interested in right now is I'm continuing to evolve in my own, um, food story and, you know, body journey as we all go through and you're a mom now. So I'm curious, right? Like how have you evolved right from Danica, you know, um, in that thick of her binge eating to whole 30 model meals to now, right? Like self-care society and married, have a baby, right? Like all of this, like, I'm just curious about your evolution in the food space as well. And I'm sure self-care has been a thread through that all. So I would love to talk about where you're at now with that. Yeah. Thank you. So I think one of the big things that what I realized was that it for it wasn't about food, right? The way people use alcohol, the way people use food, sex, whatever. It's not about food. It's about like the, I think a lot of the emotions that we bury, a lot of the things that we don't deal with when they come up and they want to come out of our bodies, we push them down if we haven't really learned how to deal with emotional energy property properly. And again, another reason I started self-care society, because it gives people space to be like, Hey, what's going on with me right now? How am I feeling? You know, and they don't have to share it with anyone. Um, so it was like a way I always think of it like a volcano, right. And it's like, it's building up pressure all along and you have to release little bits over time, or it's like going to explode. And, and, um, and I think food for, was that for me? And I still, I don't have a perfect relationship with food. I have a really good relationship with my body. I can look at my body, you know, we just got back from five weeks in Europe. 
um, which was pretty magical. Um, but I really ate pretty, I, I really indulged <laughs> in everything that was available to us, which is great. And I can do that now. Do you know what I mean? It's not black and white. It's not like so all or nothing. Um, but I can notice, Hey, like, you know what? Like I'm feeling foggy. I feel a little sluggish. I can, I can notice if I'm, um, if I'm eating in a way that doesn't serve me without self judgment and without attaching like value to it, it can just be the facts. It can be very neutral. And I feel very body neutral at this time in my life, which I think is the goal. I think I went into it or most of us go into it being like, I want to find body love. And I actually feel like the most healthy thing you can find is just this like neutrality because I don't identify so much with my physical body, but I care for it in a way that, um, or I, I do my best to care for it in a way that shows that I respect it. And I talk often about how connected self-care and self-love are because so many people are like, well, how do I cultivate more self-love? It feels so abstract. And I always say, take self-care, like take action on self-care. Every time you drink enough water or put down the phone and get to bed a little bit earlier or take a walk outside in nature, you are sending yourself a message that you're the type of person that is worth caring for. You have worth. And that is the, how you cultivate self-worth. You continue to show action towards yourself that shows you, I value you and vice versa, right? If you want to practice more self-care, the more you value yourself, the more natural it is to take th- care of the things that you have that you have value for. So I think food and body has completely evolved in that capacity for me. And, you know, my relationship with sugar is one thing that I I really watch. Um, I just, for me, I've really bounced back and forth between um, like eliminating something as well as like knowing I can have a healthy relationship with something like believing that there's a healthy relationship. And to be honest, in some seasons of my life, when things are really stressful and whatever, like eliminating it just serves me. It takes the guesswork out. Right. But right now I can have a little bit here or there. Like if I'm taking care of myself in all the other arenas, then the food is not really an issue, you know? So it's just, as I sort of started this, this conversation with this, like, it's just, it's not about the food, but for me, if things in my life are chaotic or things aren't in alignment, I see it almost the first place I see it is almost always in food. It's like the foods I'm choosing. And it's usually a sign like, Hey, like there's a lack here, whether it's a lack of sleep or alone time or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, evolution, like being a mom, it's wild, like whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, uh, that I hope that speaks to the food thing, but I feel like there's so, you know, so much to say on just evolving. Yeah, no, it it does speak to the food thing and um so thank you for that and I think that's interesting. I we were talking about sometimes cuz I too have I've toyed with the idea of like why does it feel easier sometimes to just eliminate yeah. versus um cultivating a, cultivating a place of like oh, enjoying certain things in moderation. And I think you articulate that well, because I've never really, I've never really been able, because it's in, when I say elimination, I too have done a few whole thirties over the years. Um, I feel like at this point I don't, I've had that experience and I, if I crave it again, I'll do it again. But um, how, how to not necessarily, it's actually never felt restrictive to me. So that's why I, I, done it over time, but how to, how to cultivate something where it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
it makes sense when things are maybe misaligned in other areas to feel like, oh, I take the guesswork out of it for myself. Mm-hmm. I I can relate to that. And I think that's a good way to um, articulate it because it's never, I don't know, I've never felt where like, oh, it's a problem with, restri- I've never had a problem with restricting, but why does it feel sometimes like the easier thing to do? And we have so many decisions to make sometimes. Yes. And um, so if you're, if you're exhausted or struggling with even like just decision fatigue, sometimes removing decision-making from other areas. Like I think about my husband and oftentimes like he wears the same outfit every day and like a version of like jeans and a black pole, like, you know, when he goes to work and I'm like, you want to like switch it up a little bit? And he's like, no, I don't, I make decisions all day long. I don't, I don't need to switch up what I'm going to, I just like, don't even think about it. It's an easy process. Sort of the same kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So thank you for articulating it. Cause I've never, I've never heard it said in quite that way before. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. I I have to jump off of that, right? Because I think this is really interesting. And I'm actually going through it right now. We just released an episode in September um, where I, I gave up alcohol for a year because it wasn't serving me. Um, and it became a habit, right? When we were home and during the pandemic and I, I needed to I needed to eliminate it at that point. And it was only going to be three months. I felt so great. I yeah. ended up deciding I was going to do a full year. And yeah. so, you know, I bring this up because I'm, I'm great, right? Like I've also done the whole thirties, right? And I, I clearly, I gave up alcohol for a year. I can eliminate, but I'm trying to work on now this healthy relationship, which, um, I do think I have, like, you know, it ebbs and flows, of course, like anything, especially I think when you have nutrition education and you understand I'm dealing with some chronic pain now, which is taking this all into account. But, um, but I wanted to bring up alcohol for a second too, because I know you mentioned, right. Your partners in recovery, you have, I, I don't where your relationship is with alcohol now, but I'm trying to figure out after a year off of alcohol, can I enjoy a couple, like, can I go back to my old self, which was just a couple glasses of wine a month with friends or a couple glasses of wine here and there. Right. So I'm trying to figure that out. Cause I know I can eliminate. And I was just wondering, so I guess like, I'm curious about your relationship with alcohol now, but I'm also curious, sorry, two part question. I always do this. I'm a Libra. I'm an air sign. <laughs> can't help it. Um, but that, right. So like going from yeah, sometimes it's okay if we need to just take the decision making out of it. But is there any trick for cultivating that healthy relationship, right? So it doesn't have to be all or nothing with anything. Yeah, I think it has to come from an honest understanding of what serves you and what doesn't. And I think anytime we still have questions about it just means we're still in a discovery phase. And, and I say that, so I've been sober again. I mean, listen, I've been mostly sober since the beginning of 2014. Um, but I've been consistently sober this most recent time since, uh, like March of 2020, I just feel better. And I have this big, amazing life and I have a lot of responsibility and I just don't have space for alcohol in it. Um, I don't identify as someone who had an alcohol problem. I definitely drink more than I'd like sometimes, but what this journey has looked like for me. So over the last eight years, since I really first got sober, I did a year sober in 2014 
is there have been times where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try it on again, right? Just like an outfit, right? I'm just going to try it on again. And what I would find was like, I can drink reasonably, but, but what I, I noticed it very, um, it would take me like three, four, six months. And I would look back and be like, oh, I haven't made a lot of progress on X, Y, Z. Or I noticed that like it was subtle. And this is where things are harder, right? It's almost easier when you have, for me, like it was blatant that I had an eating disorder and I was throwing up eight times a day, right? Or binge eating 10,000 calories in one sitting. It was like, there's a problem here. No one's like, we, I'm not gonna, obviously. But it's, that's the hard part, I think. And I think that's where the challenge is for people from having a good life to a great life. And so many people I work with, they're like, well, my life is good. I'm like, cool, that, that's awesome. But we can continue to evolve that if you desire, right? And uh, I think that it's when things are subtle, it's harder to evolve. But all of this sort of like, I don't want to call them slip ups, but every time that I chose to drink again, um, I would do it for usually a couple months and then determine, nope, not worth it. And I've had to do that. I've probably done that three or four times since 2014, where I'd had like a few months that I drank and re-decided doesn't serve me. And I feel like each time, I get stronger in my clarity on like, this really does not serve me. But so I, so that's what I mean, I guess, when I say, I think it is, it's, if there's a question, there's still an experiment to be had. Now, also, if people are struggling with addiction, like I'm not an addiction expert. Um, my partner yeah. and I talk often about what it looks like because I can have sugar. Like sugar for me would be, is my drug. If I'm talking mm -hmm. about what's my drug, it's sugar. Um, it took me a long time to uncover that because I was binge eating everything, but really sugar is like the thing that um, was the addictive piece of it all for me. Mm -hmm. And say, for me, I can have it if I want here and there, but he's not, he can't have opiates here and there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And so we, we do talk often about it and like the black and white, and I don't know the answer. And I think anyone who struggles, like, you know, you lean towards what, you know, serves you. But for me, if I need, if I have a lot of curiosities, it's like, I think usually if it's not going to kill me or really mm -hmm. hurt anyone else, I think the experiment is worth it. Like I love self-experiments. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that helped me a lot just listening to you explain that and kind of that bridge. And I think, again, of course, we're not talking about, um, right. Like you can't just occasionally have an opiate or something, right. Like we're not talking about actual addiction, but, um, again, cause I think I'm, like I said, dealing with this newfound chronic pain, I have a shoulder injury and trying to figure out food and, alcohol and the whole thing, I'm in this new rediscovery of what's going to work for me and what isn't. And I think what came to mind when you were talking, I was like, it's this curiosity of, right. It doesn't have to be so black and white, right. It can yeah. be okay. Yeah. Gonna, right. Like we don't have to be so, or I don't have to be so I can be more curious with myself than hard on myself. And I'm hard yeah. on myself. And I think again, sorry, I think this string of self-care I'm always harder on myself when I'm not taking care of myself, right? Sure. When yeah. I'm taking care of everybody else. And, and there's an expectation that we're going to find a solution that is like our hard and fast solution. And I think that's a problem too, is we need permission to know that in certain seasons of life, one thing works for us. And then the next season, it doesn't like my self-care routine that used to work for me and was like, okay, this is it. I found it. I just, I had a baby and like everything's out the window, you know? And so I think there's also, we have to release the belief that there's a solution and we just haven't found it yet. There's a, um, there's a system that might work right now. And if we say in this season of life, 
alcohol is not serving me. And we don't have to like go in our brains and say, I'm going to be sober. I'm going to not drink the rest of my life. I'm going to avoid sugar. So I think that permission, and I think just permission in general for like being gentle with myself has really helped me with self-care. Um, but the belief that, and the, the expectation that we evolve, which is what we're talking about, evolution, my, the expectation that we're going to evolve and that how I care for myself today and the structures I have for myself today might not be the structures that work for me next year. Um, and that's okay. This episode is brought to you by NYX, a sustainable and natural mouthwash that aims to eliminate single-use plastic waste while using the highest quality natural ingredients to create a mouthwash that is both gentle on you and gentle on our planet. We are big fans of NYX, so much so that I recently brought it with me on my trip to France. NYX is gentle and effective, utilizing real ingredients with health benefits like peppermint oil and aloe vera. They have nixed the harsh chemicals, alcohol, synthetic additives, and preservatives that pollute your body and our waterways. Instead, leaving us with a natural mouthwash that really works is good for you and good for the planet. Each year, over 500 million plastic mouthwash bottles end up in landfills. That's enough to wrap around the earth three times. This is why NYX is dedicated to nixing single-use plastic through eco-friendly mouthwash crystals. The mouthwash crystals are lightweight and reduce carbon emissions from shipping. It's so incredible. By choosing NYX, you're keeping yourself and mother nature healthy and clean. They also donate 10% of profits to nonprofits that tackle environmental issues and help underprivileged children receive adequate dental care in the U.S. and abroad. There is so much to love about NYX as a company and a product. Fresh Breath is just the top of it. And we know you're going to love it as much as we do. If you want to try NYX, you can save 25% off your first order when you visit NYXmouthwash.com. That's N-I-X mouthwash.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. We want to take a quick break from this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Ned. If you have listened to this podcast, then you know I struggle with anxiety. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is USDA certified organic extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. And I use the products daily to support my anxiety. And it has been so helpful in everyday life. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Right now, we are both really enjoying Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Cleanse. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp. And check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. 
And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Ned's quality also really speaks for itself. Ned's products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on Courageous Wellness. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. A direct link can also be found in our show notes. Can I ask you, because I feel like this is a good um, segue into this new phase that you're in, which is motherhood. <laughs> um, what what has evolved for you in this space? I guess both from a self-care perspective, but also like, did it bring up, I mean, our, our bodies really have to do a lot of work and, and change in a lot of ways and, and you know, help keep a new human alive. And so all these sort of new responsibilities of the body too, um, did that change or evolve? Like, did your relationship, um, with your own body, did you notice anything changing or did anything come up for you in that experience of pregnancy? And then also in motherhood, how does, how does self-care look for you now? Yeah. So, I felt very fortunate that I did so much work around like body and self-love before getting pregnant, because I can honestly say I felt, and I, I mean, I felt amazing in pregnancy. And then like, you know, I did a home birth, like all like unmedicated home birth with my daughter. And we went like a very natural route. Um, and man, like you just get, you have so much respect for this body. It's like, so beyond, like when you really see like the, just build it, growing a human and then they come out and then like this, the placenta, this organ that your body just creates to keep it growing and alive. And then like breastfeeding, like, it's just wild. Like I, I would find it really hard to not have complete awe for my body during this season. Now, is it like, perfect. No, like, you know, and, but I, I will say it's been for me, it's, it's strengthened my relationship with my body, which has been, had been really awesome. And I know not the case for everyone. Um, and I, I guess my words to someone who's like really struggling with it is to really like lean into the gratitude and lean into all that your body does do for you, because it's so easy to look at changing body, hips, stomach, you know, like all that stuff. Um, and just to like really catch those thoughts and turn them into like, really honoring what our body does for us every day. Um, keeping us alive is one big one, you know, like, um, man, self-care and motherhood, like this is something TBD. Uh, we are, it is evolving every day. And I think that's what I have to keep reminding myself is like, this is just this season of life where, I mean, the first six months was just a crap shoot. Like, I mean, self-care was just not, there just wasn't much of it. Like sleep was really hard. And at the time I was basically running four companies and like, it was just a lot. 
Um, and we're slow. She's eight months now. We're slowly finding what it looks like to get into routine. Um, I think like, it makes me very passionate about maternity leave and like what, you know, so many countries have like six months a year, like, you know, and the U S is like, it's just horrid. Um, and I look at myself, you know, I went back probably, uh, I think I went back after maybe like two months. I can't remember. I had four months pay that, you know, I don't, I it just needed to get back in there. And, and honestly, the structure of work helped me a little bit. I was really struggling without having any structure and the lack of predictability, but now my self-care um, looks just a little bit simpler and a little bit quicker. It's, it's a very, very important that my partner and I find ways to support each other in that. Um, so right now it looks like 4.30 a.m. and I do work and I go to bed at like seven. Like I literally put the baby down and go to bed because I found that's the time that I can get a, any sort of stretch of sleep. I'm, I'm up usually at least two to four times during the night still. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of like figuring out how to make that work. So um, it's, it's evolving. It's always evolving. <laughs> I don't have a good answer. No, no, it is a good answer. I think that's, I think that's important for all of us to keep in mind. Um, because without the evolution, as you said, with different phases in life, whether it's motherhood, whether it's a new job, whether whatever it might be, then there, I think there creates like sometimes this space for, well, I used to do all these things and now I can't do that. And that's where like guilt or like unnecessary guilt or shame or feeling like, and that doesn't help with anything. (laughs) Yeah. I struggle a lot with the lack of alone time. And that's something I think my partner and I are really trying to figure out is like, focus time or alone time. Um, and for me, it's like, whenever I can get alone time, I'm like, I have a hundred emails to respond to. And it's like, there's a this feeling, this pressure that feels like I need to use those very limited hours to work. Uh, but I also really need to find time to care for myself. So I think I'm really just now getting in a groove of, of self-care. Um, but you find new ways. Like I take walks with every, almost every day. I listen to like a podcast while she's in the stroller and she likes it. So it's a way that like, I'm not trading chat. Like I can do self-care without childcare, if that makes sense. And I think those are the ways that I'm really trying to find it right now. I've been putting her in her little play area because she'll play a little independently and I'll do like a 20 minute strength class while I can kind of see her. So it's that, but it evolves like every week it's new. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I have a quick question, sort of like out of left field, but just kind of reflecting on our conversation. Have you always been a person with like big dreams throughout your life? And, you know, I don't know. I think so. I was always, I think I always really believed I'm very fortunate. I grew up, you know, my parents were very supportive. Like, I think I always believed I could do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. I watched a lot of like E! Entertainment news. (laughs) Like I loved watching E! Growing up, I remember like true Hollywood story. And so I think that, I don't know if they were the dreams, like, I think it almost conditioned me to like see these people with these big lives and not that that's the definition of success by any means, but at the time it was like, I was witnessing these people with these big lives and so much of what I was seeing on TV was, was big. And so I think it just almost like conditioned me in good ways and bad to think big, you know, because what I was seeing celebrated were people doing big you know, I'm going to put that in quotes, like big things, having companies or being a celebrity or whatever it was. And so, so I don't know if it was always that way. Um, 
but I, I just have always like, it's just fun for me to take a, take an idea and turn it into something tangible yeah. and B put something out into the world that helps me. Like that's creation, right? It's like something didn't exist and now it does. And I think that we all do that all day, every day without knowing it, using our thoughts. Um, but it's really fun. It's really fun. I just don't love like the day-to-day of like running a business. And so that's where I'm like trying to find my balance. It's like, I work with my coach all the time. She's like, you got to stay in your visionary seat. And I'm like, well, I also need to like do this spreadsheet and answer these emails. So, you know, it's a constant tug of war. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just kind of wondering like where the entrepreneurial spirit came from. Um, And what I think is, is fun and cool without it being like Erica and I have done a lot of reflection on, um, just like our value being in, in being human beings, not necessarily human doings, but when we are creative minded and entrepreneurial, maybe even it's like, how do we, um, a balance that, but also, um, I think, yeah, I guess dream in a way where we can then also take the steps to, to, to create it, to bring it to fruition. And I, and also that we don't need to be or do one thing. And I think Mm -hmm. in, in the kind of transparency around all the work that you've done from your modeling career to model meals, to self-care society or brunch series or whatever, it's like, we don't have to, I think you're a good kind of example of someone who sets the tone for that. We don't have to stay in one lane if we have multiple interests Mm -hmm. and we're willing to kind of explore and work in those spaces that um, we can learn and grow through them and have multiple things um, that interest us. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's for me, that's, I I think I've noticed that I have a pattern. It's like every five, five ish years, I'm really ready for what's something new, you know? And this is one of the reasons that I stepped out of working the day-to-day of model meals. I'm still a shareholder. I still want the company to be really successful. Um, But I need that creative, expansive energy. And I work with my coach. She's like, you know, there's a balance, right? Because there's so much value in someone who's like dedicated to a craft their whole life, right? Like there's this like shoe repair shop down the street. And this guy has owned this shop for, it has to be like 50 years. And he's just passionate and an expert in what he does. Like it so inspires me when I go in there and there's so much value in that. Right. I think that's how we make a lot of progress in the world is the people who are really committed to like being an absolute genius in, in one area. But I think we also have to honor that not all of us work that way in. And I think that some of us in the same way that we think there's one solution to our relationship with food or alcohol. I think we also have to understand that if you are someone who likes that creative energy and wants to start something new to lean into that instead of to fight against it. And I mean, that's a metaphor for everything, right? I think that's like my biggest lesson is to keep leaning into what feels good. I mean, Abraham Hicks, that's what Abraham Hicks is all about. Um, They, she just talks about like, if it feels good, it's a clue that you're on the right path. And what if we were to live that way, you know, if it, like to really follow the things, if it feels good, like keep doing it, you know? And so, and I think the world's meant to work that way. If everyone did lean into what they really 
love. I really think that's how like the puzzle comes together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so beautiful. And Danica, you're, you're such an inspiration and, you know, it's just such a treat (laughs) to listen to you and talk to you. And I, I'm sure our listeners feel the exact same way. And yeah, just again, like Ali said, your, your evolution and the way you've continued to grow, um, based on where you're at and, and also, right. Like I think every part of your journey has been so beautiful in the sense too of like, I think no matter where anyone is, who's listening to this, if you're in your garage moment, right. Where you're literally like, and we'll go back, you know, again, we're linking your first episode here, but as you've talked about, it's like, you could be in debt and have nothing and be living in your parents' garage with this idea and this passion for a company that's now gone national, right? Like, you know, just less than a decade later. Right. So, and, um, and again, like I, I'm so excited to see where self-care society continues to grow. And, you know, um, the last time we spoke, you didn't have a baby or you weren't partnered and now you have, you know, your, your beautiful family. So I think too, it's just having, people like you in the space. And I feel like it's important because everyone's in a different spot and you might be listening at the beginning of your journey or at the start of your new journey. And, um, yeah, I just find, I think your whole experience is so inspirational. So thank you so much for sharing it with us always and being so transparent on social media and with self-care society, because it's just incredible. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor to be here and to chat with both of you. Yes. And I feel, you know, I'm sure the the next part three will be a different evolution (laughs) and where you're at next time. But you'll have five kids. I'm hoping (laughs) to be like a full-time organic farmer by then. That's so check back in with me. That that'll be lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, so as we begin to wrap up, we always conclude with three questions. And the first, I feel like we've talked about this entire episode and you've mentioned is an evolution, but, um, right now, do you have any self-care non-negotiables? What is your current self-care routine? Yeah. My sobriety, you know, which we touched on, um, sleep and that's not like a set number because I just, I have to surrender, but I really make it a priority to, to commit to my sleep. Um, you know, as often as I can moving my body and, um, meditating, but that doesn't always look like a formal workout, like taking walks outside and for like 15 minutes and vitamin D like getting sunshine, nature in some capacity every day is really big. Um, my supplements, um, you know, like really simple stuff, simple stuff. And, uh, I'm sure there's other things that are like so ingrained that I don't think of them as self-care anymore. Like that's the goal. That was my whole goal with the self-care checklist was like create a new habit to the point where you no longer have to track it. It's like, you don't even think about it. So ingrained. So, um, I like to believe there's quite a bit of that and probably just in the way that I think and I view the world, you know, just like my met my mind, how I, how I think about my body, like all those things that are really subtle and I don't notice anymore, I think are probably like very foundational. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Um, the second question we ask all of our guests is what does being courageous mean to you? Mm. I think being courageous means going after 
like continuing to evolve and to go after what you desire and what you deserve, even if you don't think you deserve it, you know, like that's a piece of it is a lot of people struggle is actually think they deserve the life that they dream of. But especially with career, with wellness, like courageous wellness, I think it, I remember in the beginning, it was like, I have to be willing to do things that maybe other people aren't willing to do if I want to get to this place that not everyone gets to. Right. And, and I don't think of it that way as much anymore. Um, I think I'm more, I have a more like kind of like feminine, gentle approach to things than, than this sort of like competitive driven, whatever. Um, but I think that it's just, it's the courage to make choices that might not be popular um, or might not be mainstream uh, that serve you and to go after and that serve the world and to go after them, you know, and to trust your inner knowing and your inner GPS system, despite what, you know, the outside world is saying. Oh, it's a beautiful answer. <laughs> um, and the last question we always ask is, do you have a book recommendation that you would like to recommend to our audience that has meant something to you along your journey? Oh, yes. Uh, man, I'm like, picking one is hard. I'll, I might just touch on a couple real quick. So the, I think the four hour work week actually was really pivotal for me and, you know, sparked some entrepreneurial thinking and, and an unconventional way of living. Like this ability that sort of let me know that I didn't have to work a nine to five. There were other ways to do life. So I do really like that book. That's by Tim Ferriss. Um, Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love is like, that just spoke to me in so many different parts of my life. Um, Janine Roth's Women, Food and God was like really pivotal for me and my food and body relationship. Um, so yeah, those are the three that really come to mind. I mean, I love to read. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot, it just depends on the season. Right. But those, those three are like top of mind. Yeah. Thank you. And if anyone wants to find you, follow you, join the self-care society, where can they do that? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Danica Brysha not yet on TikTok. I'm really still contemplating it. Um, my website's danicabrysha.com um, and self we're self at self-care society on Instagram. And I believe that you guys are going to have a discount code for your community for self-care society. So it's just my selfcaresociety.com. Great. Thank you so much again for joining us. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.